Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited for two things today. One, to introduce you to the most amazing person. You're going to love our guest today. And two, because I finally get to tell you all the juicy details about the events that I have been creating for you and wanting to tell you everything about for the past couple of weeks, but just not able to because all the technical ducks were not lined up quite yet, but now they are. So I've told you to save the date, November 15th. I hope you can make it. But I have created a one-day experience that I don't think you're going to want to miss if you love listening to this podcast, and it's called Make December Matter, and it's really focused on how we can just approach December in a little bit of a new way. So if you've ever felt a little frazzled in the month of December because you're spending too much money, you're eating food you don't want to eat... you feel a lot of pressure about making the holidays perfect for your kids. Maybe you have a lot of work deadlines that just feel, you feel the pressure of the end of the year. And then everything kicks up a notch from holiday parties to school concerts to all the things we have to go see. And then all of a sudden everyone's home to enjoy this amazing holiday together. And it can just really throw a mother for a loop. And so I want us to spend a day really understanding how we can take care of ourselves in December. And then what I'm going to try to prove to you over the course of the day is that if we do this, we're, I want to give you all these tools that you can use in December to really amplify your new year. And it's going to be amazing. And I'm not really making this up myself. I have 12 experts joining us who are going to talk about their stories. They're going to talk about how this is, imp- how they're, this idea of planning and really thinking about what they want has really changed their lives. They're going to give us some of their best tips. And a lot of the people that are going to be speaking to us are the people who originally six years ago really changed my December. So there's like nothing not exciting about this day. I'm so excited. And here's the really cool part. The really cool part is I've done a lot of live events. You've heard me talk about them over the years. And it's really fun to be in a room. Usually my events are around anywhere from 40 to 60 women. But, you know, there's a cap. Like it's in a place and, you know, you have to get there and you have to really, you know, you can't do anything else because you're paying attention. And I've been leading a program for a year where I've been doing all these retreats that we get to do from the comfort of our home. And so I decided that it would be really cool if I could craft this day that you could do from your house, that you could stay in your pajamas or maybe get in some comfy yoga pants because we'll be moving our bodies, but that you could do it from home and that you could pay attention 
hopefully the whole day, but if you could only pay attention 80% or 70%, you'd get a lot out of it and you could still pick up the kids from school and you know, you could still take the package from the UPS van, whatever it is that you need to do in that day to take care of yourself and your house and your family. And so so this was created, this Make December Matter experience. And I'm so excited to see what you think and to really help you transform your holiday season and your 2020. So go sign up, makedecembermatter.com. You can hear more about it there. And I'm going to record an episode next week about just what thinking about December has done for me because really it has changed my life. Like I can't even explain it to you. But when I by default thought about December for the first time, and I say by default because I had to do it because I broke my wrist and got surgery and was really forced to ask for help. But when I really thought about my first December, the year after that was like my best year ever. And then it's just gotten better and better and better as I've created this space without a broken wrist in the years after that. So I'm going to tell you all about that on the next episode, but just go grab your grab your ticket, grab your seat um, for November 15th and put that in your calendar. Really try to hold the space for yourself as much as possible. And I promise you, you will get something amazing out of this day. So our guest today is the amazing Kirsten Tyrell. I'm so excited for you to meet her. She is somebody who's been really important for me to watch. So let me explain that a little bit. I started this podcast and I should have gone and looked at the exact date, but I feel like it was like four-ish years ago. I'm not sure if we're coming up on five years or whether we're coming up on four years because I started it in the winter. And... When I was doing that, I was looking around for other podcasts that spoke to moms, just because I wanted to see what they were doing, making sure I was creating something different and actually needed. I didn't want to create more noise in the world. And I came across this podcast called The Marvelous Moms Podcast, and it was created by this woman named Kirsten Tyrell. And I listened to it and it was, it's, it is fabulous. It still exists today. It was fabulous at the time as well. And she was interviewing moms, just normal moms who weren't necessarily entrepreneurs or didn't necessarily have a reason to be on a podcast. Like they weren't trying to, you know, grow an audience or anything. She was just asking them to be on the podcast so they could tell their story of motherhood. And people had amazing stories because as moms, we go through some crazy stuff. And it was just so refreshing to hear all these stories and just understand that we're part of this bigger collective energy of mothers and that we are all are all marvelous. So that was my initiation into Kirsten, at which point we became friends um, because I reached out to her and I was on her podcast at the very beginning. And somehow I'm not sure how she hasn't been on here yet, but I reached out to her and I started following her and I started listening to her. And at the time when I met her five years ago, she was, you know, launching this podcast and she really wanted to do well. And she had three little kids. Her kids are a bit younger than mine. So her kids were really little at the time. And she hadn't figured out the money piece and they were living in a really expensive neighborhood. And she was just, she was sharing everything. She was being really vulnerable and sharing all of the hardships. And she was having trouble with one of her kids. Um, 
from a parenting perspective, and she was just sharing it all. And at the same time, she was also sharing these amazing goals she was having. So she had this goal that she wanted to really change the trajectory of her family, and she wanted to make a million dollars. And so she would talk about this as well. So it was this like combination of being totally vulnerable and honest um, about what was happening and really aspirational about what she wanted and being just totally putting it all out there to anyone who wanted to listen. And I was listening. And it was just really cool because I could see by her posts and by her videos that it wasn't showing up yet, right? So the million dollars wasn't coming yet. And and many different things happened over the course of the next four years that it just wasn't, it wasn't coming. And yet she always showed up and she always worked as if she had that million dollar business. And lo and behold, a couple years ago, she hit a million dollars in her business. And It was just really cool to watch because as you know, and actually one of the reasons why I have this podcast and started it was just me having conversations with people who I look up to and who I respect. And I've always done things like hire a coach. I always listen to podcasts. And the reason I do that is because I know that I need both the inspiration and the support to reach my goals. And very often those people are, are far ahead of me and it's super inspirational to see them. But the truth is that there's this little part in the back of my head that's like, well, wait, like, what if they've always been like that? What if I can never be like that? You know, what if I can never actually lose that weight? That was the story I was telling years ago. Or what if I can never make my business look like that? Or, you know, all the things. What if I can never be a mom like that, Right. But Kirsten, I actually watched and I got to see her because she was so generous in sharing. I got to see her go through the whole process of earning that million dollars. And it was so cool to watch. So cool to watch. So I needed to have her on here and she's going to explain a lot of how she thinks and what she thinks about and what she's doing now on this show. So with no further ado... Let's get the amazing Kirsten Tyrell on the show. (laughs) Welcome, Kirsten, to the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. I'm so happy to be here. I love you, Mia. And any space you're in, I want to hang out in. So thanks for having me. I love it. So you have an amazing podcast. Tell everybody about what you've created in, in your life. Yeah. Well, let me first be admitting that I am a serial podcaster and there's a lot. You may search my name and podcast and find eight to 10, but the oh, one really? that I, yes. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I just feel like every business endeavor should have a podcast. It's such a great way to gain exposure and build a tribe. Uh, but the main one, the one that has a lot of downloads and a lot of episodes is Marvelous Moms Club where you've actually been a guest. Yes. And that's how we met a long time ago, probably like three years ago, right? Yeah, I think so, which is a long oh, time wow. in the internet world. It really is. So yeah, Marvelous Moms Club, it's just a space where I interview moms from all over the world just to share what makes them marvelous. And it's not as like, I don't want to, I don't even know the right word to describe. It's not hokey. It's not like, oh my gosh, I love putting that on the table. And I love, it's just such a good variety of backgrounds and struggles that women have gone through marital struggles, losing family members, losing children, 
um, dealing with disease. Like, and it's not even like a downer podcast either. It's just a good combination of people's backgrounds and ways to uplift and help you to realize really what makes you marvelous as a mom. And it's just a great community. There's a lot it's, of great stories. Such great stories, I have to say. And what's so funny is every time you ask at the end of the person who you're interviewing, what makes you a marvelous mom? I feel like everyone's slightly surprised they are. <laughs> and humbled. Like, <laughs> like we, <laughs> I do this every time and I prepare, I try to prepare everybody, but it still catches people off guard. And I'm like, what they don't realize is they just spent 30 to 40 minutes telling me what makes them a marvelous mom. It's just really hard to summarise and we don't give ourselves enough credit. Oh my God, so we so don't give ourselves things. enough credit. Not because every all. time when you get to the end, it's like as a listener, you're like, oh my God, this woman is amazing. She's yep. so marvelous. And then you ask the question and it's like, huh, I don't know. It's like, oh my God, us moms, like it's- I know. And you're not even hearing what we edit out, like how the, the people are like, let me do that again. That was an awful answer. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Own it. Own it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that's a good lesson for everyone listening because we all have to own what we're marvelous at. We should all think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So what makes you a marvelous mom? Anyone listening? I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. We we should all be able to answer that question on a daily basis. It's always probably changing. Yeah. So tell everybody about who you, who your mom too, because you're a mom and you're balancing that with your entrepreneurial endeavors. So let's get here a little bit about where you're at in life. Okay. Can you imagine how weird that would be if I had that podcast and I didn't have kids? (laughs) (laughs) That would be weird. (laughs) I mean, anything's possible nowadays, but uh, I have three kids. They are, I'm just going to, they're almost, they're like hitting birthdays. So 10, uh, eight and five and a half. And so I have two boys and then a little girl at the end and we are homeschooling them all this year. And that's a first for our family. So it's a busy household. (laughs) <laughs> and you, you, I mean, you're homeschooling them all, but you, were you homeschooling any of them before? I tried homeschooling my oldest a couple of years ago, a few years ago. And I just, and actually it was Kenny and I talked before we started recording about how much homeschool life fits into entrepreneurial life. And so yeah. I, coming off of this high of being a new business owner and being like, I just, I don't, I don't want to send my kid to school for eight hours. And he struggled with like ADHD and I just felt like it would be better to help him at home. And so I pulled him out, but I was completely unprepared mentally, spiritually, all the things I was unprepared for. And all of us hated it. And so we put him back in school. And then it was just a year ago, about a year ago right now, I started having the feeling and the prompting, like, I really feel like homeschooling for so many more reasons than just it fits into our lifestyle better is something that we're meant to do. And so it took me, oops, sorry, six months to talk my husband into it. And it finally ended with the bribe of like, we can go on a three-week vacation when everybody's back in school if we're homeschoolers. And he's like, give me the paperwork. Let's do this. All right. So that leads us to two things. One, you just got back from an amazing vacation. You you should tell us all about what that looks like when you have your kids out of school. And then also, are you doing this together, you and your husband? So are you sort of splitting the, I mean, here you are in the middle of the day on a podcast. So right. I know. I mean, the kids loosely, right? Like our homeschool is every homeschool looks different. I think that's what people, they hear that and they imagine that we're recreating the classroom at home. They imagine that we have this like rigid curriculum and some homeschools probably do look like that. But for us, we're very free spirited family. And because I am that way, my children are that way. And so it doesn't work for us to sit down and do like workbook pages for six hours a day. So in fact, yesterday was the first time in a month because of our trip and everything going on that we've actually gotten out our curriculum and done language arts. Aside from that, it's very immersive, explorative learning. And so my husband will be like, let's go to the zoo today. Or he's got a huge music background. And so that's kind of something that he's implementing and incorporating. And I'll give him like the lesson plan for a music study and he'll do that with the kids. 
but it's easy for him because he can also just kind of riff on what he knows. Um, so we don't necessarily split it down the middle per se. We've really ebbed and flowed with different things and trying different things. But for the most part, it's just, they're like, we're just their guides. Like they're with us. They cook with us. They clean with us. They make it sound like they're here to be housekeepers. They're not, but everybody does their part. And even just like playing outside and using their imagination, there's so much that they've learned already and they're learning how to learn on their own. So it just, it's a really cool thing where, you know, I hear a lot of people say like, I'm not patient enough. I can never do that. And I'm like, you don't understand how low my patience threshold is. But what I've discovered is how amazing it is to, for me to be inspired by my kids and have them home and to be building like kind of a family business and something that we can all connect on different various levels. And I just can't imagine now ever sending them back to school. And I would, if they wanted to, none of them want to, but it's just such a beautiful like vibe and energy in our family. And of course the trip was amazing and it just felt very natural to travel. I think it's just who we're supposed to be, you know, three little kids, like three weeks in Italy was bonkers, but it was an amazing experience. And I just, that was a lot of answers for that question, but we just, it just kind of works. Like we were just flowing into it. And I wonder where I learned how to flow. I, <laughs> um, I think you did it long before you met me, but anyway. Um, so what's interesting to me, so I know a little bit of the backstory of the dream of the trip, because I've heard you share that story, but one of the things that I think is so amazing about you is that you, you have these big dreams and you seem to have this like philosophy or inclination to sort of announce them as loud as you can, which on social <laughs> media now like is easier, right? Like you can tell more people now than you probably yeah. used to be able to. And uh -huh. then you take pretty big action and then somehow like the pieces come together. So mm -hmm. that definitely, I could see that in your trip, which, you know, was a dream from when you were young, young, yeah. but yeah. I watched it like in more current terms with, as you have built businesses. Cause I mm -hmm. feel like when I first met you, when you were first starting the marvelous moms podcast, like you weren't, you hadn't hit success yet. Right. Mm -hmm. And you were like, yeah. you were actually kind of scrambling. Mm -hmm. but yeah. you were pretty sure that you could if you kept plugging along. So will you yeah. talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's like a really important lesson Yeah, <laughs> for all of I us. Love, I love that you have totally nailed me and you know that like I am a, I just have to broadcast it. I mean, that's why I have so many podcasts, right? Like I just need to tell the world and why I used to do uh, Periscope live streaming because I, I just- Can you believe, does that still exist, oh gosh, Periscope? I think so, but oh. I don't know how like relevant it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> my husband keeps telling me I should go back on and maybe find some new friends and stuff, but I'm like, whatever. I think yeah. it's done. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy because we were living in Southern California making very, very little money. And we were living in a space where there's so many people with money and they were in the middle of the day walking the beach trail in California. And we're like, what is happening? Like they don't have jobs <laughs> and they have more money than we do. So it really kind of uh, piqued our interest and we became these full-fledged entrepreneurs in a matter of months. I mean, all the best books you, you can read, I think we read in a couple of months. We were just, I remember building Ikea furniture in our living room, listening to Audible books instead of watching TV. And we just became really immersed. And I do have a bandwagon syndrome where I want to bring everybody along the journey with me. So that's, that's where that professing of, we're going to become millionaires. And we told everybody we knew. We got a lot of eye rolls. We got a lot of like, okay, we'll believe it when we see it. 
But I just, it was just a matter of fact. It wasn't like a theoretical thing. It was like, I, I know that there are people who make a million dollars and these are the habits they have. And this is the person I'm going to choose to be from here on out. And my husband as well, that's just kind of the life we committed to so many bumps along the way. Like we tried so many businesses and previous to that, we had really kind of dabbled in a lot of things, but we just kept pushing and pushing and pushing until things started to click into place. And even now sitting here thinking, you know, Marvelous Moms Club has over 200 and something episodes. And even that I haven't given its like full attention. I kind of took a side road, dabbled in direct sales, which turned out to be a really successful, <laughs> I'm like doing the air quotes in the air side hustle for me. And it took over everything, but it has been so awesome that we profess that from the beginning to show people we started with absolutely nothing. We didn't have a degree in business. We didn't have like a chunk of money to invest in something. We started with not knowing a single thing about e-commerce or internet or online business or online marketing and have built so much success just from like plugging along and learning it and doing it from scratch and pushing through the failure. So yeah, now I we're kind of in this space where I really not in like a a cocky way, but I feel like we could approach any business endeavor and turn it into a success because we've done it and we've proven that there is, there's a mindset that's involved, but there's also just like a skill set of just pushing. And there's a lot of people who give up at the points where we kept pushing and have gone on to do a lot of things that we're really, really proud of and to Im impact a lot of people. Um, we just did an event this year here in Nashville that started as a little, it was just going to be a team training and it turned into a huge business uh, training event with over, you know, a thousand people who attended for our first event. And we did it ourselves. We had one assistant and we did And you had amazing show. people, speakers. We like, did. I mean, the whole thing was amazing. <laughs> yep. We had Rachel Hollis as our keynote, Nicole Walters as another keynote. We had a lot of really, really amazing people teaching this group of women, how to run their businesses better. So yeah, it's come full circle. And I look back and I'm like, what in the world? How did we go from the little apartment with no experience to this? And I can't believe it's only been four years. So yeah. Okay. So a couple things in there. So one, I, so now that you've done it, like, cause you really did hit your dream, right? Yeah, did yeah. you, so that gives you the faith for sure that like you could do it again. Right. Like, mm -hmm. so you know that cause you are actually in a pivot moment. So it's yeah. like, now you're figuring out what your next thing is. And yeah. so you have that, that faith that mm -hmm. like you did it once you can do it again. How did you access that when you were in that push stage? Like, cause it, I feel like in your push stage, you did all sorts of things. You like had to move apartments, then you moved cities twice. Like, oh I feel like you did so many you're so right. Things yeah. in there, you know, and you it's pay like close attention. Mia. I, I do. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you're right. We did do that. That was hard. Uh, <laughs> well, it's like that back against the wall scenario that we all think is a bad thing and we all try to avoid, but I actually really love those moments because that's where, that's where you really see what you're made of. And those are the moments like when some of your greatest ideas come and your greatest inspiration, like to be honest with you, when we were making a million dollars a year, like from a business that we were doing, which yes, we are pivoting from, which is a long story that we can't totally go into right now. Um, that was not my favorite time because, mm. and it's not that I love to struggle, but if you think about like, we moved to Tennessee a year ago because we were really bored. Like we were just, we needed a challenge and we wanted to try something different and have different scenery because we grow so much in the struggle, right? Like we, we can see that and we can see that the moments that we've had the most fun and I'm telling like our trip was so fun uh, that we went on last month and we didn't even like 
we didn't even know where our finances were going to end up. We didn't even know where our money's coming from. Like we're starting whole new businesses, but I think we enjoyed the trip more because it was like, oh my gosh, life's exciting. And it's a challenge. Now I don't recommend like living from paycheck to paycheck on a whim forever, but it is really, it's really empowering to be like, wow, we took this, we took nothing and we turned it into something. And that's just, I just, that's just, I think how we're built. And it also gets easier to push when you start to see a little bit of result. And I think this is an important thing that maybe people, they quit too soon. You know, like there's those, that book and that whole story of like three feet from gold or something like that, where we just don't realize how close we are if we've just gone an extra step. And we've been there where a few years ago, we didn't have any money left in the bank. And it was that like, okay, do you go get a job or do we push through this? Do we figure this out? And a solution that wasn't even on the table at the time just fell into place because we chose to push and we, we kind of like fight each other. Not that we fight, but we really push against, like we kind of use each other as the representation of the obstacle. And we just, we push. And it's nice that we have each other to do that because, you know, I can give Ben a pep talk while at the same time I'm giving myself a pep talk of like, this is not acceptable. We are capable of more and we're going to keep going. So. Yeah. And it's interesting. I think the push like, so there's like the dream, which is super important and what you broadcast, which we'll get back to. Cause I still, I think that's important even if you're not a broadcaster, yeah. like, and I think many of us, I'm not like, I'm not naturally a broadcaster, but I find that if at least I tell one person something, yeah, just one person, <laughs> then it makes it real. And it, it also, I think it unleashes this series of events. So, yeah. so I think you have to announce it and then what you call the push and I call just staying in action. Like mm -hmm. you can't just sit back. Like you can't, that's right. wishing. That's like, it's a little yeah. different than faith, right? So faith yep. is like, you're like, you have this big idea and you get into action and you take steps. And the thing that took me some time to understand is I thought I always want, like, I thought I needed to know all the steps. And the truth is, is I just needed to tell somebody and keep moving. Yeah. And, and then like how it's, you said this opportunity just dropped into your lap, like out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's, I think it's just cause we don't, we can't guess all those things. Mm -hmm. Like we can try to step into the shoes of people who've gone before us, but like, we don't really know right. all the details. Right. No. Right. And I've noticed like, there's a definite energy shift from, I'll go into this mode quite more often than I would like to, but I'm really working through that right now where I'll go into like a clenching mode where like I can literally feel my stomach is tight and I am just, there's, it's fear based. And it's like, how are we going to make this work? Like how is next month even going to happen? What, what happens if we lose it all? You know, like just so much fear and so much anxiety over controlling and micromanaging the details. And then there's this other space where actually everything blooms from, and it's this no matter how it is going to happen, it is going to happen. Like God has provided for me in the past. He's going to keep providing for me in the future. And I just have to keep showing up. And how great is that? That I just like, that is what faith really is. It's like knowing the sun will rise no matter what, you know, and it doesn't matter whether it's on your terms or the way that you see it mapped out in your mind. It's like, as long as I'm living in a space where I'm happy and I feel content and I feel in alignment, I think that's what I finally found after years is alignment where it doesn't have to be difficult to be successful either. It can be a natural thing. And honestly, even like that first million dollars that I've made, it was difficult. It was in some eyes might be easy. It was like right time, right place. You know, like I joined an MLM when it first started and I was really, really blessed, but it was hard. It was a lot of hard work. It was a lot of stuff that I just didn't enjoy doing honestly. And it was a lot of navigating territory that I wish I had never had to navigate 
But now I'm like moving into this space where it's really okay that I can focus on my family and invest in homeschool and teach my children success tools and how to be like little entrepreneurs and that we can spend time together learning literature and you know what I mean? Like going on adventurous walks and that I'm, I'm, this is, this might sound crazy to some people listening, but I'm in a space where I believe that living in that, because that feels right. And that feels like my purpose right now is still going to make me more money than I've ever made somehow. And it's just this one foot in front of the other where it's not, I don't even feel like it's pushing anymore. It's just like aligning and it's allowing, and it's just allowing things to continue to flow into place because I know now what I know. <laughs> Does that right. make sense? Like I know right. and, I can do it. <laughs> and, and, but also like there's some state, like, as you said earlier, there's part you don't know. And what's so interesting is even after the million dollars, like mm-hmm. there's still kind of just as much uncertainty as when yeah. you thought was your goal, right? Like there's oh, yeah. all this, there's all this uncertainty, but I do totally agree that it's like that place. I, I, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but a couple of years ago, it was the summer and I had, I had like really carefully crafted this week where I could be all by myself and be creative. So mm-hmm. like, you know, one kid was with one grandmother and one kid was with another grandmother and one kid was at camp. And like, I just thought it was like, I had been so smart. And of course, like five <laughs> days before everything changed uh-huh. and some things worked out, but, but I had one kid home and it's the one who needs my most attention. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to figure it out. And in the end, my mom was like, well, I can be of help, like, but you just have to drive down here. And it's just three hours. So that's fine. But I realized that in five days, it was like three hours one way and three hours another. It was like basically two days of the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I like literally did what you just shared that you do. Like, I was like, okay, I just uh, like, I'll just tell my husband. So I just told him, I'm like, you know, I'm not sure what I should do. Like, I have this thing, like, I think it's worth it to have these three days, but I got to get her down here. And, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. Like I had just said that out loud, you know, I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. I had told him I had done, taken those steps. And then an hour later, he calls me back and he's like, you're never going to believe this, but I was just reflecting on what you told me in a meeting. And the guy at the meeting was like, well, I have a plane. Like, I'll just fly her down with you. <laughs> So it was like not all, like I like I couldn't even have imagined like I couldn't even have right. made that up right but like yes. I had to tell somebody I had to have made a choice I had to start getting an action and mm-hmm. then that could appear in my life like otherwise right. I would have never known that right exactly and it totally worked out better than I could have ever imagined that's so that like makes me so happy that kind of stuff just excites me and it's just proof positive that what I just said is like it's really gonna happen. Yeah. Like, and I, I've spoken it now on your podcast. Your audience all knows like Kirsten Tyrell is going to make a million dollars by being a mom. Like, people, <laughs> have done, people have done much crazier things. There are much weirder ways to make money. So I, I don't think, I don't think it's off the table. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> all right. Where should we go? Tell us, I guess, tell us a little bit about what this experience is like of, of like, w- what are some of the great things that you're experiencing in for all those of us who can't imagine being with our kids full time, which I did experience for a year and it's yeah. like the most wonderful thing ever. Yep. Like what are some of the things you're learning in these first months? Um, I think there's just, uh, let me just say this too, before we go any further, I really hate the, and that's a horrible way to start a sentence, but I really, the thing that's been really hard is hearing the people who've done this a while say, Oh, by February, you're going to be burned out. And I hate this expectation mm-hmm. that it's going to get hard. And so these first few months have been magical and really like our kids have been home with us since, you know, May. I think we pulled the kids out. I pulled my son out in April, my oldest one. There was like state testing that was giving him massive anxiety. 
And then, you know, we had them all summer and we already travel and we're already together so much. So I really feel like we're six months into this whole experience, right? Of being homeschoolers and it's getting more and more fun. And I want to hold on to that truth instead of believe everybody else's experience. I've always kind of been that way though. Like I, if you say this is going to be hard, I'm going to prove that it can be easy. If you say you can't travel with kids, I'm going to prove it can be done. I just love to do stuff like that. Very (laughs) good. I want to believe in endless possibility instead of limitations. And that's a lot of what you'll find on the marvelous moms podcast too. But, um, well, I'll tell you a quick January story then just a quick one. So we, I had very much of a similar experience. Like I bought a whole curriculum. It was very heavy and it was in the car because we were on the road for my first three months of homeschooling and we never opened the bag. Like we had so (laughs) much fun. We went to museums like, and I found that like without all the stuff, like my kids absorbed everything. They looked at everything. They absorbed everything. It was just so much fun. And in about January, so after four months, we got home and I had a seventh grader. And he had a mini panic attack about the fact that he thought he wanted to go back to school, you know, the following year. And, and he thought math, he would be totally screwed in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, that could be valid. And then I opened the math and I was like, shoot, <laughs> I, don't know if I can teach this <laughs> seventh grade math. But anyway, that's another story. And so we just got somebody to come in. And the cool thing was, is he learned an entire year of math in four weeks. It was so easy. And there was so much attention given to him that I don't think math has ever been the same for him Mm -hmm. because it's like he understands it now in a way that he never understood it before in school. And so it was like, I feel like it doesn't have to be hard. Like that to me just made, it made not only math in that moment easy, it made it really efficient and it made it easier forever after. Like he's in 10th grade now and he's still loves math. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. There's so many nuggets in that story. You know, like we, I think as a culture, and this is, I'm not going to be one of those people who's like, I'm on the bandwagon of homeschool. So I'm going to shame everybody who sends their kids to public school. Cause I get it. Like that was never our plan to homeschool. (laughs) Right. My gosh, Mia, you must not love your children. (laughs) But obviously there's such like a strong community around it. And the more you immerse yourself in it, there is so much of a belief of like, breaking, do you know that it's like the most, the single most, uh, unified decision, like of it across religion, across anything, cultural backgrounds, like 90% of people send their kids to public school. Like what other thing do all people agree on? Like it's such a thing. And so it is, it's very rare, but it makes you wonder like how much are our kids' minds being molded by falling into the same pattern of this is how you learn. This is what's important. And this, you know, like what you said with math has to be hard and things have to be difficult and things have to take this much time for it to work. And it does, that's why it does go along with the entrepreneurial hustle is like, I don't believe you should have to work 40 hours a week to be able to make decent money for your family. Right. And I don't believe that my kids should have to be in school 40 hours a week to learn. And there's so much, I think I've been really shocked by how much the kids are just naturally learners and how much they take away from really simple experiences and, you know, how much I could overwhelm my kids with this big, long curriculum about Pompeii, or I could check them out one book about Pompeii at the library, give it to them, hope that they read some of it, find later that they've only read three chapters, but then find out after we went to Pompeii, after we had gone, we did an 11 day cruise. We stopped at 10 different places. So we saw a lot of cities, a lot of places. And my son's favorite was Pompeii. And it was my least favorite because it was really hot. There's 20,000 people who go there a day. (laughs) It was really overwhelming. We hardly saw anything that I wanted to see, but it was his favorite. He's like, I said, why? And he's like, because I read a book and I knew what it was all about. And I was like, 
whoa, like it's so much more simple than we think. And going along with your math story, I have a friend who's like, don't stress about it. Don't stress about math. And that's so out of our nature. We want to like keep up. We want to do things the right way. But she said like, the kids need to know math for the ACTs and everything they need to learn. They can learn in like two weeks of math tutoring to pass the ACT. And after that, like math just needs to be integral. It needs, they need to learn how to tell time. They need to learn how to deal with money. And my kids are learning that as we travel. So I'll jump off that soapbox about how great homeschool is just to say like it, it really has created what I said before this flow where the learning is happening at the same time as the character development and the family bonding and the faith building, like everything's happening at the same time. It's no longer this compartmentalized situation, which, you know, if you think about even like the flow planner, as I've done your coaching and everything, when it really starts to come together is you, you block out the time to establish those boundaries. But then when the magic happens is when you realize you don't even have to block it anymore because things just make sense and they match the way they need to for your family. Yeah. Right. Am I on the right track? Yeah. Which just takes practice, right? It's like, it's just, yeah, first we have to set boundaries and then we create habits and then there's different boundaries we have to set, right? Like you have to set certain boundaries to get to a million dollars and then we have to send different boundaries to homeschool our kids. And one of the things that's just sticking out to me as you share this story, all these stories about entrepreneurship and about homeschooling is one of the things I think that I don't know. I, I'm a Harry. My kids all are Harry Potter, Potter people, so I always call it the Muggle world. But like in the <laughs> mainstream world, yeah. um, that is there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear dished out to us that like if oh we don't gosh. do it this way, somehow it's going to all not work out. And yeah. the truth is so like so far from that, right? Yeah. Like. I feel like the fear leads us to stress, which is like making us sick, which is making us like eat food we don't want to eat and making us do things we don't mm-hmm. want to do and spend time on things we don't want to time and buy all these things that we don't even want to buy. But yeah. once we, once you take the time to either like just give yourself the gift of time, like if it's not even homeschooling, maybe it's just like um, Christmas vacation, like you just don't go on a, tr- like you're just home, right? Mm-hmm. Or you declutter your whole house because you realize you have too much stuff. Like what, like it's just this idea of space that yeah. is stripped from us, like really on a daily basis <laughs> by all yep. the like outside stuff coming in. Yeah. And that's what I loved most about our trip. And I was telling you before, like, why do we even not just live in Italy or why do we not travel full time? <laughs> Because you come back to your stuff and it feels so claustrophobic. Like, and we've gotten rid of a lot. We've moved a lot in the last few years, as you pointed out. (laughs) And our last move, we, we found out like we had to move out and we did not want to move. That house was one of our favorite places we've lived, but I had, I feel like I like made it happen. I manifested it because I said, this house is just too big. I don't like keeping it clean. Um, so we downsized big time. We had to move out anyway. We were like, might as well go smaller. And that's when you're just like, where did all this stuff come from? And so the trip was just freeing because you realize it is about experiences and it is about like, I don't know what it is. Europeans have something right that we just don't have right over here. We're so commercialized in the United States. And of course they have commercialism, but like not at the same level. And they're just so much more value on culture and experience and like connection with each other. And here I just feel like we're finding reasons like people are craving connection because we've been finding all these things that get in the way of it. And that includes like those norms and these habits that we've formed and numbing out by eating unhealthy food and surrounding ourselves with like fast, easy access instead of really like feeling stuff. And that's what I, I think I'm loving to teach my kids the most is feeling and really like having authentic experiences and being connected to the world instead of just like 
going through it in autopilot with the blinders on and coming out at the other end, like, Hey, where did my childhood just go? You know? Yeah. Well, and that feeling part, I think is so important to everything that you shared today, because like, that's the only way you did all these things, right? Like you felt like you gave yourself permission to like feel into like what was supposed to happen next. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Went for it. Absolutely. Yep. All intuition driven. Mm -hmm. Well, tell people how they can find you. I'm all over the internet. <laughs> you are. <laughs> um, you, you know, the best way is you can either go to marvelousmomsclub.com or you can come to kirstentyrell.com. Follow me on Instagram. I have a few different Instagram accounts, but you can seriously find anything by visiting one of those spaces. Kirsten Tyrell Instagram is going to link you to all the places, but where my heart is telling me, if you haven't picked up on it, this whole interview is Marvelous Moms needs to have it's day in the sun. And so even though it's had a lot of success, I'm going to be pushing that because I think it's a message that needs to be out there. So if you want to come listen to more podcasts, that's where you can find me. Marvelous moms. I love it. Everyone <laughs> should go take a listen. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Do you have any like parting things that like we missed that you want to tell everybody? Are we good? I don't know. I, I guess I would just say like, there's something that I did and I didn't know I was doing until later when I realized it was a thing. How was that for like a riddle of a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> I just remember taking a coaching program and learning about this awesome thing like be, do, have. And I was like, that is why. That's why I've been successful because as I told you the story of like, I'm going to make a million dollars, it wasn't a matter of like, I'm going to do these certain things. It was just, I am going to be this person. And then I did the things, I created the better habits, and then I had the success. And I feel like that's my parting advice is don't make it about the to-do list. Don't make it about like, how you're going to just change everything about yourself to be successful. Just make it about changing who you are and who you're going to become and let everything fall into place after that. So I love it. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you, Mia. All right. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes because I really do believe that action is where big change happens. And very often we have so much going on, it's hard to take action or it feels hard to take action. So here we try to really break it down. And here's the thing. When you're inspired to make a change, very often we want to change everything at once. But I have seen the power of choosing one thing at a time, one thing a week, every Sunday, pick one thing that you're going to work on for the week and really figure out how to commit to that thing, how to make it your own, how to fit it into your schedule, how to have fun with it, how to experiment with it, whatever it is, but just pick that one thing. Because when we pick too many things at once, it we go, go, go and all of a sudden something comes up like a child sick or work gets really busy and we can't make the space for all the things. But in general, we can make space for one thing. And as we do that, we we sharpen this muscle. And over time, we're adding and adding and adding these small little things that over the course of a year, two years, five years, 10 years, they really start to add up. All right. So at the end of every episode, I always share three doable changes, not because I want you to go do all three things, but because I want you to have some choice. I want you to pick the one that resonates most with you, commit to it, and go through the process of really making it your own this week. Okay, here is number one from Kirsten's episode. Explore the idea of easy. I love this one. I highly recommend this one one week. Okay, so... Next time somebody tells you that something is going to be hard 
or you feel yourself starting to fall into the mindset that something's going to be hard, just ask yourself, what if this was easy? What would happen if this wasn't hard? And approach whatever it is that you're about to do with the idea of ease, and then start to observe what falls into place. It's an amazing exercise. It's so simple, but it does take a commitment. All right. Explore the idea of ease. All right. Doable change number two. Declare why you're a marvelous mom. Try answering this question every day. Say, I am a marvelous mom because, and it could be something that you did that day or something you know you've learned about yourself. Say it out loud to yourself. There's a magic in hearing why you're so great because you are fantastic. Write it down if you're a writer. You know I hugely believe in this, but remind yourself regularly why you're a marvelous mom, the big things and the little things. And what happens is then in those moments when we're tested in our motherhood, when, you know, a child isn't as appreciative as we want them to be, or we're having a really hard day, it feels really hard to be a mom. We remember why we're in it and we're able to show up for all the other stuff in our lives in a much better way. All right. There's some good ones in this episode, but remember, we're not doing them all at once. We're picking one at a time. This might be three weeks worth of doable changes. All right, number three, state your dream. Whether you share it with a podcast to millions of people or you just tell one supportive person, this can be actually sometimes more powerful because the person can hold you accountable to it. Say your big dream out loud, even if it's scary or feels hard or you have no idea how to make it happen. Start by saying and owning it as your dream. Okay? Love these doable changes. Now, the last one, state your dream. I do find that people come into my world who don't have a dream or have lost track of their dreams in motherhood. If this is something that you are working with, we will put some past episode into episodes into the show notes. And if you're listening to this in real time and it's before November 15th, make sure to go sign up for Make December Matter, our free one day event, because it really will delve into this topic of figuring out what your dream is and really using December and the new year energy, the holiday and the new year energy to get that out of your, your system to really, um, define it and, and cultivate it and take care of it. Um, whether you know your dreams or not, this event is going to be amazing, but I'm just thinking if there's anyone who really doesn't, you might get it through this day. All right. I will see y'all on the next episode of the plan simple podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.